0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Wrestling Podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, WrestleMania Celebrity Greatest Moments and Matches. And don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to Our Wrestling Podcast on the go on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud and YouTube. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hi, David. And Craig. Hello, David. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, celebrity WrestleMania matches and moments. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019 Or just click on Linktree and you can find Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube for your listening pleasure. What's going on, guys?
1: Well, David, we are about to... We're in WrestleMania season. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. I heard that. And uh, so we're (laughs) going to bring a little bit of joy to the podcast. We're going to talk WrestleMania-ish stuff. WrestleMania-ish? Yeah. Kabuki-ish? Yes. (laughs)
0: I still can't believe there's Kabuki warriors. When someone comes in that talked about Kabukiish things for two years on a podcast, and now there's the the Kabuki. Warriors. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's no
1: relation. Just I don't know. Uh, the Great Kabuki. So that other. was a wrestler, Dave.
0: Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't. I don't believe it. Anyway, so we're getting into it. We, we've been talking about some topics when when it comes to WrestleMania, and we always talk about man, there's always like great celebrities at WrestleMania. Some greater than others. Some have really brought WrestleMania back to the forefront. Uh, we're going to talk about a few of those. Uh, What do you guys want to talk
1: about first? Well, everybody talks about like, you know, the great matches and stuff. And that, those are great episodes too. Great moments, great matches, all that stuff. But I mean, WrestleMania now is especially known. Well, not, not lately actually, but for the most part, for a big chunk of its history, it was known for having celebrities on there. Vince loves having celebrities on because it makes it mainstream pal. And it makes me important. And so that's why he does it. So I figured let's have this like celebrity WrestleMania matches and moments. Cause we've had a lot of, we've actually had celebrities and let's define celebrities, right? It could be anything. It could be actors, actresses, uh, celebrities from other sports musicians. So really we want to encompass everything, but uh, people some, trying to get into the hall of fame constantly. Some celebrities yeah. have actually wrestled in matches <laughs> at WrestleMania. That, yeah, like, ma- like some legit
2: matches. Yeah, and, yeah, some of that and is a I think that the focus today is on celebrities that like not just the Pam Anderson's and um, Jenny McCarthy's and kind of those kind of people, but like uh, big celebrities that impacted the business enough to where it, uh, it got big time media and uh, the, the risk in doing these celebrities. So I think a few of these are in that range uh, toward, but I mean, it really hinged upon getting more than just local sports media in the very, in the early years. And so a lot of these, and then even, you know, 14, 16 years later, you rely on those big celebs to really make a difference and, and, and push. And that's, I think a lot of what we're talking about today, I think. Even when wrestling's yeah. like like at the height of a ma- of
1: a boom period, it still feels more legitimate when like an actual celebrity is like, "Yes, I'm going to WrestleMania," or they're there. Like it's always been that way, no matter how big. Even if wrestling's huge, like it's it's everywhere. If they have a celebrity there, Vince is like, "Now
2: we're real." Yes. Yeah. It, it was always about when you'd watch <laughs> oh. WrestleMania oh, and then he would oh always be God. looking for that local nightly news hit at 11 o'clock. You'd see and sports with Jacob. And then Jacob would show like and WrestleMania tonight he would always have the image or the quick scene yeah. of the celebrity. Yeah. Um, in WrestleMania wouldn't focus on the, on the big match. And it was that just, we could say what we want about
1: Vince, but he's so, he's always been so smart with stuff like that. Like he's always had that. That's really the base, the seed that he planted when he bought it from his dad was just like, this is what I'm going to do with it. And this is just one aspect, not just the WrestleMania super show itself, but I have to involve like pop culture because that's going to push my product. That's going to make my product even more valuable. And when people that are legit celebrities like, you know, Ben Stiller or, you know, Adam Sandler or whatever are seen in the crowd, like watching. Well, that makes it seem all the more important, which is super smart. And he's correct.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all, it's all true. Yeah, he's not wrong. So the first one we talk about, I, I, I have a soft spot for this because it might reach into our real WrestleMania moments too. We may have even talked about it before, but I can't remember. Um, it's not in the notes just, but whenever I think of, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan teaming up at WrestleMania one uh, March 31st, 1985. Uh, there is some stuff that predates that WrestleMania match. We'll, t- we'll get into it in a little bit, but that that's fun to me. I, I think that whole, si- that whole situation is uh, fantastic, but Mr. T actually teamed with Hulk Hogan to face rowdy, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff in the main event of the very first WrestleMania. Uh, Mr. T was uh, already a TV star and he on the breakout television. This is one of my favorite shows, by the way. The A-Team. Did you guys watch the A-Team when you were kids? Even in reruns over and over and over Oh, yeah. How did you not? I would run home to make sure I caught the A-Team like at 3 o'clock. Make sure I got it before school was out. You know, before before when school was out to get there on time. I would make sure I caught that show. That along with like the Dukes of Hazzard was like right before it, I think. And, you know, I think there was like the the $6 million man and the fall guy. The fall guy. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. And A-Team was a big part of that. And uh, you know when that was on Netflix, I think I binged the whole thing back. Um, it was fantastic. I love
2: the. 18. Did it hold up? Uh, I haven't seen it in years. I didn't know when it was on Netflix, but did it hold up? As a show, it holds uh, it holds it to me because of the, the gadgets and the, the tricks they play at the
0: end. Remember, we don't want to hurt anybody. You know, it's all it's all nonviolent explosives. We're you know? mercenaries, but don't hurt anybody. But, but we're gonna flip the car, but he's gonna be fine. You, at the end of every scene when they flip the car, everybody gets out like, "Oh, I'm hurt." Yeah, they're just slightly but dizzy, they're, but they're but they're yeah, they're like, "Oh, oh man, I'm alive. yeah." <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, what a great non-violent tactic you just used against me. Oh, geez. yeah. Oh, no, you flip my car me so smart and yet so nonviolent. violent
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Mr. T was a big part as B.A. Baracus in the A-Team. and and, and, You know what's funny is on the A-Team, he looked huge. I mean, whoa, man, Mr. T is a big son of a bitch. And then um, the problem, though, is that then he's like, we're going to go to WrestleMania, and you're going to be with Hulk Hogan, who happens to be. At this point, they say three oh three. He was a three hundred twenty pound
1: beast at this time. Hogan was a Kobe bloated was. bitch, absolutely by this. Yeah, point. he
0: was massive, and I'm not saying Mr. She was small. Don't get me it's wrong. It's not roid rage. I
1: by the way, like they say that you know, roid rage comes from taking steroids, obviously, and you have roid rage. It's not. It's just that he's so bloated and uncomfortable. It just makes him mad. Like that, so, it's not roids <laughs> that do it. It's just like you know when I when I'm gaining weight and getting fat, you get mad. Like yeah. you know, sometimes when you know you're just. I'm leading the wrong life. I'm eating too much yeah. fast food and you get in your car to drive to work and you feel your fucking belly hang over your, your belt. Yeah, that makes great. me angry. Yeah, yeah. It gives me angry that, so it's not the chemicals that did it. It was just that he's bloated and he's like, huh? like he's just, he's like the Hulk and he's just it's mad, putting on so. like
2: shirts that, you know, you love that don't fit anymore. That's just, they fit wrong, but it was the perfect shirt for you. <laughs> and it's like a sports team. And you're but like, he's working ah,
1: out he's like a maniac taking these steroids and then he just still gets into yeah. shit. And he's like, why am I not getting smaller? Or better, I want to. Brother, I want to get back to that
0: anger in a second too, but I want to have a few more notes because the, I think the anger is important to the funniest part of the story. To Richard but, Belzer, it's important. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the Belzer story. We got to get to it. But just, just to just to get through the notes a little bit, uh, Mr. G also co-starred with Sylvester Stallone in I, uh, the 1992. No, 1982. Movie of Rocky it's III. my fault. It's a typo. It's 1982.
1: Oh, 1982. 1982. I'm sorry.
0: I'm reading notes, and I'm yeah, 1982. You're right. That would make no sense. 92 and Rocky Three. And there was always that major connection between the it. WWF and, and uh, the casual wrestling fan during the rock and wrestling era. So this all makes sense, but this is what's so funny. So this whole time Hogan meets Mr. T probably, you know, during the filming of Rocky brother. and, you know, and all, all these things are going on. That's great. Hey, brother. And at WrestleMania one, he brings him in, but this is what's so interesting. Before WrestleMania actually happens, uh, Mr. T and, and Hogan are doing a bunch of press junkets, right? And Jess could explain this a lot better, but basically, um, very last minute they get put on, um, you know, the, the Richard Belzer shit, shit talk show. Richard Belzer shit talk show, and they were kind of coerced into going to do it because. Hogan, Look at me defending Hogan. Hogan never, he had no
1: business doing what he did, but I'll defend him. No, defend well, no, him. no, I'm with uh, you.
0: I'm with you on this because here's a, but I I, I want to say Mr. T egged him on. You want to talk about anger? Mr. T was angrier than Hogan at this moment, it, but but Hogan gets egged on by Mr. T in my opinion like, because. They they go to the show because they say, Oh, there's gonna be there's kids here though, they to be really disappointed if you don't show up. And, yeah, like, and gonna, he was a dick. There's gonna be kids there. And he's like, Oh, there's gonna be kids there. Like and they're like, Well, oh, hell, brother. hell, Hogan. I I know you gotta go see the kids. Oh. You know? So fuck. All right. You know, goddamn kids. But anyway, they go, there's no fucking kids. <laughs> the fucking show. And Hogan's already irritated. And the whole time, um, you know, Belzer's just just Egging them on, just irritating them, and Mr. T is working out during the fucking talk segment. There it
1: is. <laughs> there Craig's it's. holding a picture of Richard Belzer's fucking like, face. Yeah, yeah. You know what though? It's violence is not okay, kids. But Belzer was an asshole. And if that was a tactic mm-hmm. that he used, hey, there's a bunch of kids down here that wanted to see you. All right, we got to do it. And then they get down there. Not only are there no kids, but then Belzer, the dickhole, starts going off of like wrestling's fake and making comments about it being a show and it's fake. And are you guys for real? And blah. That's like you're prodding a tiger.
0: And and kayfabe was very, I don't very care if they're not real fighters or not.
1: If I met Hulk in person in his prime and saw all of his 320 poundness right in front of me, I would not egg that fucker on. I wouldn't. I guess comedians just have a sickness. Like comedians are like just anything to get a laugh. Oh, they're like,
0: they're begging you to kill. Yeah.
1: Them. Like, and so, yeah, he basically Belzer got him, got his goat and got him to stand up and show me a hold. So Hulk puts him in a front face lock, like a front headlock. And uh, and squeezes his neck so much that he legitly passes out. And then when he lets Belzer go because he felt him go limp in his arms, he thwacked the back of his head on the hard stage. And like it's it's the mm-hmm. it's one of my I can't say it's one of my favorites. There's blood everywhere. It's not fair to say that because he hurt another human being.
2: But it's so good. Gosh. And then he, he pops like, so back good. up the, like the, it doesn't. But hurt the whole him. Um,
1: and there's yeah, like, he be tried right to, back. but he's like bleeding. Yeah, and
2: then, yeah. He didn't Is even there, know he said, yeah, we'll you be know right who. back you after messages know from
1: you-know-who. Like, he didn't... He was he knew he I have there. to cover this or whatever. But when he turned around, you see the blood all on the back of his head. And so, uh, yeah, he was split wide open. <laughs> it's, uh, but here's funny the thing but about it, it is it was, it was, you asked me like, yeah, 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 to be him. like, put me in a hole, please. Like, and you know, yeah. And Mr. T's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You show him, you show him. Real. But and here's why I, I, Mr. T's Mr. T's and, here's him. why Mr. T's ridiculous. Because after it happened, mm-hmm. obviously T saw everything. And then like, instead of saying T just saying like, Oh, you know what? It, at first he's like, he's fine. He's fine. But then after I think, T knew that Belter was hurt. T was on camera saying like, "That's why you shouldn't mess with the champion. You should not be messing with no champion. Don't be calling out the champion." I'm like, "You are making it so much worse for the lawsuit that's going to happen." You all, the, once the, the swag happened, I was like, "Lawsuit!" Like you just you knew it.
0: Like man, you knew it. When you see when you see you can still catch it on YouTube. I highly recommend you go find. I'm sure we'll play a clip of it here. But I have to tell you, the best line of that whole thing when it happens is like,
1: "It's okay. He just leaves. yeah." That's right. <laughs> it's okay he says that yeah T says that yeah Mr. T says that because he's really sleeping Hulk was he's slapping like, him awake okay. on the ground and then T's like it's okay he's just sleeping <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's the it's, it's okay. the best A million I, I love nap. that whole scene uh, it, it is, and anyone is that's like, smart at, at that point would be and like wrestling real all combined in the one. Yeah,
1: if anyone was smart in that room, T would have just been like, "Yeah, it's okay, it's fake." Because then I'd be like, oh, "Okay, like he just said it was fake, it's all acting." But instead, he's like, that's, "Don't mess with the champion, bitch! Don't do that!" Like I'm like, "Oh my god, you're making it worse." I'm sure Vince a- saw it and cringe and then heard T's. He's like, "Someone shut him up! <laughs> shut <laughs> him up!" Like just so pissed. <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah, that's like that. that's one of my favorite stories of all time. When I watch it on YouTube, it, it never gets old for me.
1: But the um, ma- but even I know we're running long on this, too, but even going to the match, T has such a don't mess with the champion attitude, like even backstage that Piper and Orndorff. He
0: took it. He took it more. Seriously yeah, Piper and Orndorff night. hated him.
1: And it was a part it was a portion of, again, Piper and Orndorff are probably on the bloat juice and they're annoyed that their shirts don't fit. Right. And so, like, they're just like. <laughs> they're protecting the business and what do you bring this actor in for? Like, and they're acting like that, which again, you got to give Vince more props for that because Vince is like, you listen, assholes. Like, he's bringing so many more eyes to our product. Stop it now. But it said Piper's like, I'm gonna kill him, man. Like, oh Ah, my God, stop. uh. So, of course, Orndorff and (laughs) Piper hated him. So, behind the scenes, they hated T. They didn't want to work with T. He's not airplane spinning me, man. No way, man. Like, you know, it's like everything they wanted to do. He's not hip tossing me, man. No way about like it's just but uh, well, you whole- know what you know what's funny about the whole thing is
0: you put mr t in that position i don't know what uh, when you re- i'm starting to think it through if he was too nice he would have been It would have been like oh wow, well, he can't do it. that you know so it's like so he has Dave's to be Piper he has to like be a total dick the entire time and go <laughs> fuck you guys i'm i'm just as good as you are i will kick your ass and i'm gonna play this k-fabe even in the back because it, otherwise he's not respected at all because he is from the outside so I don't know how else he could have played I th- it. Really. I think when a people, lot like, what of you talk about it. From like. what
2: I hear with Piper and you, the interviews, there were two big things. One, and I think you heard it when other stuff that T did, he either was too busy or was didn't want to prep and, and work no. out. They had trouble. And he would, I think they thought him. Do you lazy. want to practice,
1: man? No, no fool. Oh,
2: your, oh, your calendar's <laughs> busy, man. Oh, you can't do it, man. Okay, man. Okay. We'll, we'll call it on the fly, man. I will call on the fly. And then I think What's, he also had an entourage who said something to the effect of like, T was always about t- wanting two limos and kind of his ego. So I think that a combination of respect and then that's fantastic. work ethic. And then yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. TV, stop yeah. they, get, they,
0: they get private planes and shit. It's all yeah.
1: good and work
2: part time. Like yeah, I
1: guess that, you have to give Ordo from yeah. Piper credit because, yeah, if that was happening, it would be like, oh, Mr.
2: Hollywood, man.
1: <laughs> I can't do an Orndorff impression. That's the only reason why I don't switch back and forth. I can only do a Piper, which my Piper is. Ah, blah, blah, blah. The,
2: my only Piper. Orndorff, the only blah. Orndorff. Everything's lost. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Call me Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. And that's all he does. And then Heenan would do the rest of the talking. <laughs> but it's yeah. not. He was at that point. 18 was like the number four show on television. He had his own cereal or right. he would a year later. Uh, that's right. Rocky Rocky a free to put a flavor. It was like it's uh, the big. Almost like the rock. Is now with T was huge. It was hard to tell, but like it was opposite, right? Big. Like
1: the rock started in wrestling and then got big, so the rock gets it when he comes back. But yeah, no, I that Craig makes a good point. It's like, yeah, like he's like, I know you guys are inviting me into your world, but I don't, you don't really know what the wrestling world is about unless you're like brought up in that locker room environment you think it's all an act because it is all an act and so when vince coded courted him Vince is probably like ah, it's all a show. Ah. and the whole thing and t's like yeah totally foo foo yeah and like so it did the whole thing so t gets back I there can, and like the yeah it's all an act here's my limos i have 35 limos outside motherfucker you don't have 35 limos then he's like oh really bad you limbo? and it's a whole thing and everyone's like not on the same page and they had to pull off the biggest gamble of McMahon's life was WrestleMania one. So the main event hinged on that. Like it was this big celebrity coming in to put different eyeballs on the product, even more than Hogan already did at that point. So it's like,
0: you have to you have to respect Vince to be able to work in chaos like that. And,
1: and, You know, you go back and watch WrestleMania one now, and I think people don't rank WrestleMania one. Like when you rank the best WrestleManias of all time, nobody talks about one. They kind of put it up on a shelf. If you actually had to rank WrestleMania one, it would easily be in my bottom 10 easily. Like it was all of it was bad. But at the time, for what they did with the MTV relationship and getting tea, it was such an explosion. It was such a culture like just hit you know like people got to lay eyes on these comic book characters that came to life and it worked and and so yeah i this match was really successful in the sense that
2: i mean it just it was everywhere every news outlet covered it it was it was so really amazing. And then speaking of chaos, he even after that and not liking each other, that led to a year later WrestleMania 2 having some, one of the worst matches in history in Piper. I, and hate, him, I, I hate, hate him, man. Yeah. I Successful
1: shows ever possibly in the history yeah. of shows and of course I'm creeping up on the back of uh, Mr. T. I can tell you that because it's got it written right here on the back of your chair, Mr. T. Hello, I know you can hear me and I don't mean to bother you. My name's Hot Rod. Of course you'll know who I am and I know who you are because your name's written on the back of the chair and i'm assuming that that's there so you don't get lost they told me to come down here and talk to you because what you got here is this great successful show Then you guys are portraying these bad guys and they wanted to know since i am a bad guy actual in real life and i do beat people folks up for a living what they wanted to know they kind of wanted to know how does it feel to be portraying someone like myself well you ain't nothing man oh Oh, why you at all? Because I don't have a chair with my name on it? Excuse me, I don't need one because I can take any chair I want to take. I not the one you talking about. Hey, man, i seen what you've been doing on TV, man. You've been fighting them little wimps. What what I do Williams, real. Williams and then like, oh, how, what what's our payday going to be for WrestleMania 2? Okay, this man but if he pulls Williams anything. Like, it's like, yeah. His, uh, <laughs> even the uh, shooting, rest his soul, righty, Piper. But even the shooting interviews before, he tried to shoot on me, man. No, he didn't, Piper. Everybody knew at that point. It
2: was terrible. You're all, you're all getting all handsome paydays. If you don't go back yeah. and watch that WrestleMania 2, but
1: it's nah, four man. rounds
2: of garbage. It's just... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why we didn't highlight WrestleMania two this one. Like, because as bad as WrestleMania one was in the sense of like you kind of could go back and look, it was like oil and water. Like WrestleMania two was even worse. They were just playing off the whole hype of T.
2: It ends with a slam and they really, was a stool at him.
1: And Piper it was really pissed. Didn't Piper even was pissed that I guess special three. He told T to lay it in, and T missed by like a foot on the one that knocked Piper outside the ring. He was like, "That's it, man! I'm gonna get back in the ring." <laughs> good good, good God. i love you piper i'm so sorry buddy
0: <sighs> it's all nah,
1: bad, that's all that's cool
0: I, I think i think he would appreciate people impersonating him i think he would love nah, it. i do you know he'd be, he'd be like yeah he'd be like yeah good go for it you know that's piper so we got a little side note here we got to talk about uh mr Euchre, one of the uh great indian announcers and uh a lot of celebrity Milwaukee Brewers you know, Dave, fall you in. Major oh. Dave.
1: Dave, it's 2020. Be be specific. He's not actually Indian because if you accidentally label him an Indian, you're in, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, in I was I was
0: saying he was the he baseball was team, the, the Indians, the right. movie Major League, yes. where he announced for the Cleveland Indians. But you're right, he is a Brewer announcer, or at least was at one time. But uh, he was leased out for WrestleMania three and WrestleMania four as an announcer. And there's there's one moment where. I think everybody remembers Euchre with Andre, and it, it's just so endearing, and Andre's so great. Um, or Euchre's like, how you know he? Well, there's there's the, there's other ones too with, with Andre that are great, but just out of nowhere, Andre starts to you know kayfabe choke him, and Euchre just totally plays it off. But Andre's hands like could almost like engulf Euchre's whole
1: shoulder and torso. He's so big. But and yeah, Uyghur's like
0: in comparison, so, but he's, he's like, he's like, oh, he sticks his tongue out and just totally plays that. It, it is. And it is and one of the era, most
1: endearing moment. WrestleMania moments. And I, I think about that. He did. Euchre did so many great things. He's an yeah. example. He's sort of the opposite of T. And I know T was more of like a jacked up actor, but Euchre was like, he loved wrestling and he understood what it was. Euchre did so many cool, he called matches. He did interviews on both WrestleManias and that one at WrestleMania four with Andre was funny. And, and, but Euchre was so good in the sense that he started off the interview. And when Andre walked in, he looks at him. He's all, Oh, Hey, Andre. And he was so, like, genuine with it. And Andre was this big heel, but then Andre was fine with it. And, like, Andre, if he's not happy, would show it. But he was totally fine with it. And the line that made Andre kayfabe choke him was, hey, Andre, because Andre had his hand on his shoulder. He put his hand on Bobby's shoulder the entire interview, pretty much. And then uh, he looked at Andre at the end. He's like, hey, don't you mind getting your foot off my shoulder? And he's like, And he went to choke him. And, like, it was just so funny. And Euchre, like, sold it and everything. And, like, it was... everything euchre did to me was super like i i i loved it because i was like even as a young kid i knew he's going along with it which made my made me happy does that make sense like didn't
2: well he he legit he legitimized didn't andre break on on the end of that little moment too like he before he walks off "Ah, if you
1: look he's smiling he's he looks at the camera and smiles when he walks off because he knew like this is really good his six layers of shark teeth
0: <laughs> God damn. Ha, ha ha
1: ha. But yeah, so I many uh, WrestleMania it. 3 that he did commentary uh on uh, uh the six-man tag, the hearts and Danny Davis, and he was so like playing into the whole Danny Davis storyline, calling Davis a weasel and oh, you know, the heart, the heart foundation, there are a bunch of skunks and like just great stuff. And I'm like, he got it. Like there was no question. It wasn't like in a, how many times have you heard some celebrities going? I don't know how much does that guy weigh or something silly, but Euchre was just like full oh. on into the storyline. And like, uh, and then earlier, I don't remember what match, but he was there and Ventura would go at Euchre all the time in, in a funny way and make fun of his batting average and make fun of because he was a legit baseball player. And so like Euchre would just play along with it and it just worked. Hearing Monsoon, Euchre and Ventura, it sounded like they were working together for years and that like it, both WrestleManias, I wanted to note like him because it, he's a pleasure to listen to. You go back now and I smile at everything he does because I'm like, like as a wrestling fan, I'm like, thanks for taking it serious. That's what it is. It's a show, man.
0: He legit, he legitimizes. Yeah, you made uh, everybody feel
1: comfortable. You were, you were totally in it. Like it was awesome. It was awesome. Everything he did was great. Well,
0: he made a celebrity like that 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 has that kind of uh, pull and and gall to speak that way. He 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 brings the sport to life. He he makes it. He 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 makes it. almost say real, but he, he he legitimizes it by being there and by taking it seriously. And he brings it to the forefront that way where. Like you want to talk about the casual fan, uh, Euchre could bring that in. I think I think I think he's greatly underestimated no, what he did this time. You are the ex-champion, Hogan. <laughs> well, there you there you have it. I still haven't found Yes, He Fana is white. the ex-champion. Don't worry about fan and white. Now, Hogan,
1: October. It's over.
0: <laughs>
1: hey. hey, how about getting your how about getting your foot off my shoulder? Uh, because he was such a good baseball announcer, I think he just tied it into like, well, how I talk passionately about stats in baseball. I'm going to talk about the storyline. There was a time where he was talking to Gorilla. And he was just like, yeah, and, and, you know, and this guy, Danny Davis, I mean, he cheated and put the tag titles on the Heart Foundation, Gorilla. What's that about? And Gorilla fed straight off him. And I'm like, yes, like, yes, like you're using storylines. She took it yeah, seriously. He was, yeah. he was going along with Monsoon and, and you know, uh, just he wasn't like playing stupid about everything. Oh, man, right. these guys are huge. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's taking what's that you seriously, doing? Like, knowing your research, yeah.
2: being a total pro, serving the story and not, not making he it about a pro. himself. Like it was, mm-hmm. and even yeah. it was all self-effacing. It was always, uh, uh, I'm the, the butt of the joke. My batting average is terrible. Andre's joking me. Uh, his, yeah, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. But with respect, it was always not walking. Yeah. I,
0: I, I, yeah, I never imagined Euchre uh, in my mind, in any of those moments, in the sport, when you call car sport at that moment, close punches, exposed, uh, three <laughs> of us
1: going to hell, <laughs> exposed turnbuckles.
0: What? Uh, the next one I'm, I got to be honest I'm not, I'm not too fond about this particular celebrity at WrestleMania. <sighs> okay, let's let's get into it. Lawrence <laughs> Taylor wrestles at WrestleMania 11, 8th, April April 2nd, 1995. He faces Bam Bam in the in the in the
1: I can't even I'm choking on the word. In the main event Of WrestleMania. Well, but calm down for a second. Nineteen ninety-five was a real shit factory for both promotions. So I'm not saying that. (sighs) But yeah, it was Vince's like attempt to just like try to relive like what T gave him and like some other. And it was legit. LT was a legit athlete. Just retired. Big
2: New York Giants, huge market. It was
1: yeah. And he was trying to get meat at 95, yeah. I get it. 95 was a soft year for both promotions and wrestling in general. 95 was just shit business wise. So Vince was just trying to do anything to liven up mania that year, keep himself, you know, distinguished from WCW. And because WCW at this time already had Hulk and Savage and all them, and they were trying their whole old patrol over there. And so like Vince was just really trying to be like, We're still Mania, we're still cutting edge, biggest show in wrestling. Look at us, look at us. And I think LT did what was asked of him, and really, if you go back and watch the match, I'm not why why they didn't put Diesel and Sean last. I don't know, I don't know, because like when someone buys a pay per view, okay, they may buy it because LT's on the card. Agreed. Let's just let's just agree with that. Let's agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but touchdown. <laughs> if I already bought the pay per view, and LT's not last, I, how does that hurt anything? Like always treat your title as the most important thing. Diesel and Sean should have been last, even though Vince used LT and Bam Bam to draw the mainstream media in. But once you pay money and buy the pay-per-view, what does it matter of the order of the card? Like, like, People always criticize Hulk and Rock should have went last in Mania 18. No, they shouldn't have. Your world title should have went last. And if they, if the crowd was dead and, and Triple H and Chris Jericho couldn't do what they needed to do to get the crowd off their ass, that's on them.
2: They don't deserve that's on the main them.
1: event. They, yeah, they had the main event spot. But now he caters to that. And oh, well, if the big match is Undertaker coming back one more time, he's going to be the main event. Why? Why? You, you could still sell him as an attraction. Once I buy the pay-per-view, I bought it. I don't. I'm not going to go to my KO company and be like, I watched the whole thing. I want my money back because Undertaker wasn't last. God damn it. They put their title on last. I don't know why Southern people have them like that, but like, so I I don't understand it. Like why they had to put Bam Bam and, and LT on last. They didn't have to, I think that alienated wrestling fans more than anything because in 95, when business was soft, All you had left was those hardcore fans that will still watch no matter what. But yet Vince was trying so hard to get the mainstream. He alienates them and puts LT and Bam Bam on last and his world title match second to last makes zero sense to me. It doesn't make any sense.
2: I remember uh, watching it back in the day when it first happened and being in the hype of it and being um, uh, wowed by LT and Bam Bam. Um, just the match they itself. Did good. Uh, completely, uh, completely. Yeah. Concurred. Don't have it last, but just for the match itself and being in the moment, I remember. It, I remember LT blowing up very quickly and being like, "Oh dear," but like it was still, like, "Wow they they did it." And I think I read that we we weren't bought into it when it was happening. We're like, "This is going to be terrible," and I think we were pleasantly surprised by it. By LT, and I guess credit for that, with Bam Bam, uh, God rest his soul, kind of carrying him. But I do remember LT getting blown up fairly quickly in it.
1: Yeah, I love me some Bam yeah, yeah, no, and Bam Bam doesn't get the man. credit that he deserves for that, for really guiding him and doing it. And LT showed up. Him. LT showed up and did a good job. And yeah, it wasn't. It was a. It showed me early on that WWE had the formula, like for a match. There's templates <laughs> for different style matches, um, and sure. Vince knew the template to bring someone that didn't really know a lot about wrestling in and put them in that template, and it still works as long as you have a good worker on the other side, which Bigelow was. Bigelow to this day, yeah. I don't think gets, uh, and then right after that, they don't push Bigelow. And then he's gone by the end of 95 from the company odd. Like I, he did that favor for you. And like,
2: yeah, it's odd. Like it's just odd. Vince is weird like that. He blames that on the click, by the way. And there was like a long shoot video with Bam Bam where he says like, I left before they could get to me. They got to Shane Douglas. They got to everyone else. And yeah. I just, it, they ran the company and I just, but would the funny not thing was
1: though, me. is what, I don't know what Sean was saying, but what diesel and, and Scott Hall say in shoot interviews was. We we knew that Bigelow was threatened by the click, but we weren't gonna to touch Bigelow because he could work his ass off. They all knew he could. And they're like, We did Scott Hall was like, I'm not gonna to touch that guy. The Bam Bam's a great worker. I want I wanna be in there with him. So it's weird. Bigelow from the start hated what they did and kind of distanced himself quickly. But like the click was like, well, we're, we weren't we were not going to touch him. Like he was really good. Like, so it's kind of sad and funny at the same time because Bigelow, like Craig said, he, I left quick. Like it's like, well, they actually weren't going to touch you. They didn't want to touch you. Like they want, they liked you because you could work well. Like Sean and Bam yeah, Bam would have tore the house down. Sean and Bam Bam for the world title. Like, oh, around the yeah. horn Would have Without tore the house down like, or the IC belt or whatever was going on at the time. Like Bigelow would have well, imagine, been there for Sean.
0: Imagine, imagine Bigelow taking like three or four, you know, you know, kicks to the chin, right, and you know, standing on his feet and wobbling around, and him being able to, to uh, you know, do his, you know, sort of moon salt. But Bam, Bam Bam, Bam was cartwheeling in there. Like people don't understand. Like in those days, that was a big deal for a man of that size, close to four bills, to be able to do what he's doing. He could have worked with Sean before, all day, Savage, would have before
1: Savage got the nod in '88, Bam Bam was a leading contender to be world champion. They were talking, they were about, talking it. about it absolutely yeah. in the oh, top wow. tier. It
0: was, a legit, it was a legitimate conversation. Yeah.
1: yeah. He sense. was getting but, massive but, but, crowd reactions.
0: But to your point, this match did bring the mainstream media attention to cover it and that's what brings the casual fan. Vince knows what he's doing, but I do agree it didn't have to be it could have been the second to last match. It didn't have to be the last match of the, of the card. I, I'm down with you on that. Let's shift some gears here. This is where, Mister, um, please reinstate me after there's any kind of major league baseball controversy comes in. Pete Rose. All right, this is, oh gosh, this is where wrestling finally gets back on its feet, and they find and they use a celebrity to do it. And at least in my opinion, I think Jess, you agree with this. This is the ultimate wrestling celebrity at this time. Um, but I, but I will say, it doesn't go without having the right antagonist to make it work. Right. And we're talking about Mike Tyson and WrestleMania 14. Uh, this wrestling was getting hot. And I want to say like white hot uh, in the realm of WCW is starting to trend down. Right. And finally, Vince is starting to feel like he's got a bit of a, a bit of an edge. And he's able to book Mike Tyson for a few appearances. And obviously, WrestleMania is going to be the big payoff. Right. Um, I can't even tell you how how much fun this is. And, you know, we'll get into it a little bit, but he was a special guest outside the ring as an enforcer for the main event between Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels, right? The media coverage on this was insane because there was so much you call it publicity. You call it negative publicity. It's still publicity on Mike Tyson. And it was huge. And unfortunately, right now, Mike Tyson had nothing else to do. (laughs) Let's be honest. And. The 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 media play on this was fantastic, and it really brought Vince's company back into the mainstream. Um, he played into the storyline by obviously hitting up DX, being a part of them for that period. It was uh, nineteen ninety eight, March second, right? Edition of Raw, and he's coming out. You know when he that that's when he exposes himself, right? But there's even a date before that, right, Jess, where he comes out and Stone Cold just kind of fucks with him, right? Yeah, he
1: he was at, involved in the Royal Rumble that year, and he was sitting up in a suite with Vince and Shane. And so you knew that Tyson was going to be part of the WrestleMania march or whatever. And then, yeah, before that, it, yeah. it was the famous thing where Austin gets in the ring and flips him off and pushes him and gets arrested. That all happened too. And then it leaded up to. Here's two years. You, you ruined that. It. You ruined it. Like, just everything. <laughs> I'm going to be honest right here. I I know. Okay. We all grew up during the Tyson era, right? So we understood his, his celebrity power and all that. But at this point, I, I, maybe I'm ignorant for feeling this way, but I did not. When I first saw that he was announced, I was like, why? He already bit Evander's ear. He's not even close to being the best heavyweight in the world anymore. That wave goodbye to him a long time ago. How is this even going to work? But Vince, from the time that he didn't get him, in 1990 because he lost to buster douglas tyson was supposed to be a special guest referee way back in 1990 on an episode of the main event in our archives um but so he got knocked out by buster douglas like two weeks before that and he pulled out so vince wanted tyson back in 1990 didn't get him until eight years later and still knew what to do with him and it just shows that if you use a celebrity right to enhance your own product and not put said celebrity over, and maybe saying that out loud is why LT didn't have a lasting impression was that he got put over and wrestling sucked. So it did nothing for the wrestling product. You didn't put your title match last and you had a non wrestler go over in the main event. How did that help your product? But here Tyson to me was damaged goods. I'm like, so what they got Tyson and even Bischoff on his podcast said at the time, WCW was in number one, still at this point, and then he was like, big deal. Like, And then he was like, when they actually signed Tyson, Bischoff stopped dead in his tracks. He's like, we're in trouble. And I'm like, I never saw that. I never saw that coming. I was like, he's damaged. He's not the best heavyweight in the world. He bit Evander's ear. He suspended everywhere. And he wasn't going to wrestle. going to be good? We were like, he's not going to wrestle. He's just going to ref? Like, yes. But then when when then when Mr. McMahon's character used Tyson to make his character more evil, if that makes sense, and then Austin comes in to get at Vince by disrupting the Tyson signing ceremony or whatever they called it that day, then I was like, oh fuck. Like Vince is so fucking smart. God. Like, then I realized like wrestling's fun again. Yes, they're using him to put wrestling over again so they knew people would boo Tyson and they did and then they make him join DX like looking back I'm like god damn it Vince you're so smart but at the time like WCW was number one so I'm all Hogan and I'm all that kind of shit over there and I loved Austin and the the rise that Vince was already posing at this point WWF was getting hotter and getting on their heels yeah
0: they were getting hot but when they
1: first signed sure. Tyson I may, again maybe it was my pure ignorance you're I, like why I was like why you're overpaying yeah. him he's suspended right. he's damaged goods he's been knocked out twice already three times technically and like so i was like he's done like he's done and then when i saw the way vince used him i was like awesome underestimated yeah underestimated i underestimated vince again like shit like that's what he does and i man like this was everywhere like dave said it was all over in the media people took it seriously and like it was just insane the way this worked perfect and it helped vince get Austin into the stratosphere and the Mr. McMahon character getting into the stratosphere yeah. and they overtook WCW like a month later. Right. And never look back.
0: Tyson's involvement in Austin's meteoric rise drove uh, Mania 14 to the highest buy rate since WrestleMania five was 730,000 pay-per-view buys. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, we don't, the problem is we don't have pay-per-view now to really compare that. Um, everything's streaming at this point, but 730,000 buys back then was, was pretty impressive at, at the, and also at the rates that they were charging, we were already charging almost 50 bucks. It was, four, at, it was like point. 40
1: bucks a pop back then. And that's, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, they WrestleMania five, was a lot of WrestleMania in. five had like 760,000 and then it just went dipped and wrestling dipped and everything dipped. And this was the first mania that not only felt like a mania again, because it was like, it felt like a super show, But like, yeah, they dipped up there every year after this, by the way, kept climbing. And then they finally hit over a million buys with Mania 17. So they were just on a a rocket ship here at this point. And Tyson had a huge part of it, even though I didn't see it at the time. Massive part of it.
0: Yeah, agreed. We're we're running a little over. Do you guys want to talk about the, the, the one thing that we're missing here is the Live entrance music. It's good sound clips. That's
1: why I want to talk about it. <laughs> it's good sound clips.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And, no, we can the end one, it quick, I, But it's just no, like. It's okay. the, I, think of, I think of one like Motorhead and Lemmy is, is fantastic. That's
1: what I thought. That's, Triple
0: H. When I oh wanted to put God. it in,
1: like, you know, long ago were the days of Run DMC doing the WrestleMania rap at WrestleMania 5. And then honestly, oh my God. at WrestleMania 16 in 2000, Ice-T wrapped Godfather down to the ring with Pimpin' Ate Easy. And so, but that it was, it was awful. It was awful as well. So like it's, they were trying it. And then Triple H came down to Motorhead at WrestleMania 17. And to this the day, best. they overdo all his, entry. you know, he comes down on a fucking motorcycle. Now Triple H dressed like a fucking barbarian or dressed like a Terminator. That's all fine. It's all theatrical now, but like it was raw. Motorhead just started playing and Triple H walked down. And mm-hmm. I thought to this day, That sticks in my head. I was like, "That's like the one of the best wrestling entrances I've ever seen." Like, so good. And CM Punk's done it since then. uh, Disturbed, yeah. With them, they don't often work. A
2: couple years, like, yeah, they don't. Like, that was it. the, the, when you figured out that the white guy or that band that did the DX music when they did that life, like, who is that guy? Oh my god! I think he's passed on. So apologies, but um, (laughs) most of that stuff just does not work. But like, I mean, the Motorhead, it absolutely does. I think it's one of the only ones that like kicked ass and is a different... Like, and it's then just for, like, Mania
1: different. 8... Yeah, for Mania 18 yeah. and 19, they actually... I uh Limp biscuit came in on 19 and did a that separate medley, deal. but then they also played Undertaker down, who came down to Roland at the time. And that was awesome. Like, Undertaker coming down on a fucking motorcycle and Fred Durst going, yeah! And doing his whole fucking thing. And then, like, the next yeah. year... Well, he, what you are gonna do now? For Mania 19, or the, for that same year, he did Crack Addict, which was their theme song, so he came out later and performed. Then Disturbed did Austin's music after a while and then they just came and performed live and like it was in Saliva did too I think for a year and so it was just like yeah it was awesome like there was they would just have them do musical they would play someone down or just play and it worked for a second but like Craig said there were some ones that went way off the rail so five this (laughs) on yeah We talk about the end <laughs> and it was some skinny fucking high schooler. And they are like, what? You? Like, oh, my you? God. Like, so, yeah, it was like just, it, it, it's kind of they I think that wrestling is a huge or music is a huge part. But people don't. Again, they think of them as famous musicians. Liberace. And they. In wrestling. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Don't don't forget. Aretha that. Franklin.
2: Yeah.
1: Huh? Recipes. America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful.
0: Vince loves his America. The so, yeah, I game. want to end it because oh, I know I'm going to
1: be playing cool sound clips right now uh, for the wrestling, mm-hmm. the music stuff. But uh, it's
0: like, yeah. it's
1: like, it's all about the game. But <laughs> That's my it. favorite. Like when he came down, he's a heel and everything. Well, he's an asshole for that because he knew he would get him over. And I'm just like, you're a fucking heel. Like, don't come down to shit. That oh, does Triple H like you.
2: Do you usually have good entrances? Does he make sure that he gets good entrances for himself? <laughs>
1: He he! I he, uh, <laughs> hear that he makes sure he gets the best entrances all the well, time. Well,
2: not him. I mean, oh, my. Oh, maybe like fucking
1: does. Sting. Now I'm going to shit on him because Craig got me all riled up right now. WrestleMania 31 Sting <laughs> comes in from WCW. I mean, long waited. Like we waited for this forever. Yep. Sting comes down to like a Japanese drum. entrance. Yeah. And I'm like, because well, like Sting's drum. known for, you know, Japan and shit. And so uh, he comes down, and Sting comes down like to no smoke, no fanfare, nothing. It's just like an Asian. Yeah. They're doing the gongs and shit like that. And he comes down, and I'm like, that's not Sting. And then, of course, Triple H comes down with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. going, it's time to play the game. And he comes down with a Terminator mask on. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck do you justify
2: that? You're the heel. Well, because, and Sting-, because Sting went over and won that match. Right. Oh, oh, oh no, he fucking no, no.
1: Like, God damn it. Oh. Damn it. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no Well, Craig, it's yeah. time to play the game, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yep. no one's figured the game like out. Like I said, yet. guys,
0: um, yeah, hit us up on Instagram at OWP twenty nineteen. Click on Linktree and join us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, on YouTube for your listening pleasure. This is Dave, Jesse, uh, Craig with the OWP. Man, have a good one.